I, I want to welcome everyone to the tea and coffee portion of the meeting about the highest level in the courts of, of heaven. We had a brief message and now we're going to discuss it. This is where you get a more full re uh, revelation so it can be um, set in your heart. Any questions can be answered. This is what the, the disciples did in the first church. They sat around and they talked about what was going on with God so that everybody's questions could be answered. So Lydia, do we have a first question here today? We do. I'm going to unmute S. Denise. Go ahead and ask your question. Um, my question is, um, I have a, a, a daughter who's not walking with the Lord um she's kind of in and out but my grandkids they're like nine and twelve she's really not teaching them much you know i call and i pray with them and i, I teach them you know what i can and um I, I just wanted to know how to um handle that whenever because uh, she says you know i can be responsible for them spiritually but how does that play out i, I don't the first thing to do, Denise, would be to um, go take them and place them before the throne of grace and mercy. There is an article on our blog about that and on our Facebook page, Agape Christian Fellowship. There is a uh, morning prayer. Please excuse my appearance. It's first thing. It's coffee first thing in the morning. And at the end of the uh, scriptures, I do pray for everyone's loved ones to be placed before the throne of grace and mercy. So you mm -hmm. can follow along with that prayer or you can read the article and, and you just place your, your um, grandchildren before the throne of grace and mercy. By doing that, you limit the attacks of the enemy, the, the enemy's ability to push them in the wrong direction. You can also take care of generational curses against them. It will also uh, allow the Lord to speak more loudly in their life, more firmly. And if you'd like help with that, after you come to the courts of heaven with us, for grace and mercy, um, after the, the academy will teach you about the courts and then, the, then at the end, uh, there's an opportunity for interceding and for receiving charges for the higher things in the courts. If now I did that. Now do I do it again? Oh, you've already been to the courts for grace and mercy? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay, have you started the academy? Yes. Well, I started the Hearing from God Foundation. Okay, so um, keep going in the academy, and, and you can do it yourself, but then if you want help to check and see if there's anything that would hinder grace for your grandchildren, you can ask us at the end of the academy. We just want you to fully learn about the courts of heaven before we operate in any of the higher things, unless it's an emergency. Now, if your grandkids were in danger of being put in foster care or, or something horrible, then we would intercede right away. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. But by placing them before the throne of grace and mercy, what you're doing is placing them in God's hands and trusting him to bring everything that they need into their lives so that they can walk with him. Now, do I do that for my daughter as well? Oh, yes. Okay. Definitely. That's mother's rights. Every mom has the right to intercede for their children. Now, but you have to realize what grace and mercy looks like. It means that God is going to do whatever it takes for your daughter to turn from him. So uh, we've been told, well, who was told? John Paul Jackson um, was on a, a Joni show and he interpreted a dream for someone. And the Lord was actually chastising them in that dream because they were trying to extend grace to someone who was in the process with him, who was mm -hmm. taking them through something 
so that they would turn to him and they were and and they were giving them too much grace so the throne of grace and mercy it means that the attacks of the enemy that would keep them from their destiny are halted if the the enemy needs access to them to push them closer to god so that they will look up and look for god those attacks will be allowed but see then it puts god in, in charge he fully in charge of that situation so that he knows what it will take to bring your daughter to him. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. And you said that's on the website? Um, yes, it's, it's actually in the courts of heaven too. It's preparing for intercession and then interceding for others. There's two videos and two uh, articles and it's on the blog. Okay. And that blog is at, you can either find it at the website or toheavenandbackagain.com. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Lydia, do we have any additional questions? When you place your child um, on the throne of grace and mercy, and you see like the, 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 the craziest thing happen, it's hard to just sit still. That is why we need to prepare to intercede. That's why we have to be prepared and, and walking close with the Lord when we intercede. Because it can be really hard, the path God takes them down. And we have to just be rock solid, firm, that Jesus has them. And that in the end, it will all be okay. That God knows the beginning from the end. He knows what it's going to take all the way through the middle to get them in alignment with him. And it is probably, that's the hard, <laughs> besides your husband, that is your hardest walk <laughs> Is, is standing. And that's why it says, Paul says, having done all, stand. Um, having placed them before the throne of grace and mercy, we have to stand and then we confess that we thank you, Father, that everything is according to your will. That when you're making those confessions, it's not done lightly. By acknowledging that they are in God's hands, it fuels God. It, it gives an open door for him to move more. And if the enemy has any toehold, for it to push that out. And um, if, if you see them not doing stuff, that's, uh, doing stuff that's not God's ways, you can always still confess for them and say, Oh, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I thank you that they're before the throne of grace and mercy, that you're going to teach them your ways. Show me what I need to do. Show me what I need to say. Show me if there's anything I need to pray for them. So, okay, you do all you can do. You stand and we stand, you pray. But things is not lighting up. And he's under your throne of grace and mercy. This is where I'm just. God. <sighs> okay, look at it this way. We're going to talk about it and give you a, a real life example. You're a loving mother, right? And you know that you're living right next to highway and cars come over a hill speeding fast. And you know your daughter loves to go and run. And she's only real little, you know, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. Would you not put a barrier in her path to keep her from being hit by traffic? Would yes, you absolutely. Yes. Whatever was necessary to keep her there. That's what's going on with your son. You know, God is a good God and a loving God, but we have an enemy who's out there. And the further we get away from God, the more that enemy attacks us. 
And that's what he's doing to your son. It's the enemy that is attacking your son. And the further he moves away from the house, the closer he gets to that highway in death, the more the enemy is able to attack him. God allows that attack so he doesn't run into traffic and die altogether. Things get harder and harder in our life until we're not able to take another step towards that highway and we're down on our knees and ready to accept whatever to get out of that situation. Does that make more sense now? It does. We, I have, just... free will. we have free will and some people have a really strong will <laughs> that they're determined to get through there. They'll fight through barbed wire fences. You know, They don't care if they get scraped up big. They, they're going that direction because they want right? Yes. So your advice is just keep praying. Is Well, it's actually crying out to the Lord and using the examples from the Bible. Cry out to the Lord for your child and use the examples where people interceded for their children and remind him of the parent's love and his grace and mercy that he showed and ask him to reveal to you how that grace and mercy is in your son's life, how that is taking shape. So that he can bring you peace. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Sandra, she's had kids um, and she's had some in, in tough situations. So do you have more better advice than I do? <laughs> That's all I've got. I wouldn't say advice, probably experience. I, I think the thing that I've learned is that is to take my eyes off my children and to to ask the Lord, what are you doing in me? Because every mother's heart is to want to rescue and care for their children and keep them from being hurt. And I've just had to learn at deeper and deeper levels of trusting that God loves my children more than I do and that he will never allow them to go beyond a certain point. And so I, I often pray to Londa, God, don't I see that, you know, my son's walking his own walk, doing his own thing, but take him to the line, uh, you know, put a line in the sand where he cannot go over that line where he would be harmed, where he would die without knowing you. I mean, that's that's where I've got to with my one of my sons who at the moment is very suicidal. I have to just trust that God will take care of him and that my responsibility as his mother is just to keep my eyes on, on God and having done all, stand and know that no matter what takes place, God is sovereign and God will take care of it. It may not be the way I see or want. It may appear to me that a lot of harm is being done but at the end of the day God is sovereign and he will have his way as long as I've got my eyes firmly fixed on him just remember Abraham having to sacrifice his son Isaac and God provided the, the ram for the sacrifice coming up the other side of the mountain now Abraham could not see that ram he didn't know that God had an answer on the other side of the mountain. He just had to trust that God had an answer. And that when, as long as Abraham kept his eyes on God, then he would follow through and find the solution. 
It's such a hard place to be, particularly for a mother with her children. But God is faithful. It will come to pass. His will will come to pass as long as you're praying along those lines. And you know, sorry, go ahead. I do want to point out that was an awesome point is that if we, if we take our eyes off of God and we're too focused on our children, it makes the child an idol, which is basically the symbolism of putting um, Isaac on the altar. We're saying this will, is not going to be an idol. Uh, it's not going to be above you, God, that I'll even sacrifice this for you. And so when we, when we focus so much on our children of, oh, God, you're not doing enough. Oh, God, what about my child? And we're so focused on the child. We're focusing on that more than God, and it makes it an idol in our heart. Right, Sandra? Yes. I, I, I totally understand. I'm not, I, you know, my situation is not, not focusing on God. It just, the situation is, is there. Um, yeah. And I'm yeah. still, you know, believing in God for, um, it's just that I, my thing, I'm like, God, he is under your grace. He's, he's, you know, he's placed under your grace and your mercy. Yeah. The enemy should not be attacking my child like this. So, you know, and my focus is still on God. It's just that to see what's going on. I say, I just don't, I just don't comprehend it. I'm just like, okay, press. I don't understand what it means to really truly place someone under yeah. the point of grace and mercy. Maybe that's my lack of knowledge. I don't know. I would ask God to show you, to define grace for you. Yeah, what is your expectation of what grace is in this situation? And ask him to define that for you so that you know you haven't got a, an unrealistic or uh, not even that, that's the wrong word. Like you say, you just don't know what does grace actually mean. My experience is that often when I place my children before the Lord, it gets worse before it gets better. And <laughs> You're absolutely right. It can't get any worse than this. I do remember the story. Uh, do you know who Jesse Duplantis is? Yes. So have you ever heard his life story of how he came to God? He literally had a mom and a grandmother that was praying for him. And she called, this is back in the days before internet, before any of that. He was down in Mexico doing some things he shouldn't in a bar. And he, his mom called the bar he, and starts telling him, I know what you're doing. You get away from that girl and you get out of that bar right now. You know? And she knew what number to dial. She knew where to go. And, and she had to pray for him through all kinds of mess. He got into all kinds of trouble. But he wound up being a man of God in the end. So God can God can take situations and, and turn them around. Sometimes it does take a bit of time, and the walk there is hard. That's why we're here for you. That's why we fellowship with each other, <laughs> so we can commiserate and we know, oh, Jolanda, you're going through such a hard time. But the Lord is able. He will. He will be faithful. We know that he can take your son and protect him and do so much through him along the way. And, and Thank you so much. The throne of grace and mercy doesn't mean everything is great. It means that those attacks that could take your son's life, that could take him away from the kingdom of God forever, those attacks aren't allowed to come. The only thing that is allowed to come are the things that will push him closer to God. Amen.
I agree. Okay. I agree. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, okay. Who do we have next today? Okay. So we have um, concerning trouble with grace and mercy. We have a testimony that will really help everyone. So go ahead, Aline. Hello, everybody. Uh, since last Thursday, after we, I spoke to Lydia, I had the attack of the enemy. He made me feel ashamed of myself that what kind of Lord that the God is, that like whatever I have saying uh, wrong, uh, his grace and his mercy is not enough to cover it. And I exchanged some emails and Lynn sent me the link with the video. And me and John, we watched it. I was really disturbed. But on the video, the Lord spoke clear to us. And then the Lord brought me to read Job 15 until the 37. When like one of them like says that like, don't you see that is your words that is bringing you that like the way I was saying I was saying that the Lord and lean explained that as much on the trouble on the throne of grace and mercy when we say that is not just we are saying that the God is not just he's not right he's not righteousness and I repent I would say that God according to your word on Ephesians 4 16 I come boldly before your throne and I repent Lord everything that we are suffering we are guilt we are saying so many things Lord that we have no idea of what we said but we are guilt and we repent let the blood of Jesus uh, we plead the blood of Jesus let the blood of Jesus blotted it out we repent and give us what really easy and move away from it and walk in your truth and embrace your truth and walk on the light and the truth that is your word in Jesus. I've been spoken to Lydia, to Lynn, and I said, like, my house is the process of a foreclosure. My husband is on a new job, but it, it's based on commission. He doesn't have a salary. So until he doesn't start to make money for two months, he doesn't bring in a dollar to the house, only me working. And when yesterday, when we got home, was on the mailbox a check from a company that he, two years ago, he took all his 401k, to not lie, we, we have left $20.76. The company out of nothing, we know it's the grace of the Lord, send us a check of $300, $397.96. What is enough to pay our power, our electric bill, and thank God we're not going to have the electric shutdown. So after that, we are seeing results, and I believe that it's just the beginning of the release of the grace and mercy that we are asking for the Lord. But also, before I have to recognize and understand the way that I was judging uh, God's word and God and he, the way he acts with me, I was telling that the, the Lord was unjust. And it was bringing problems to me. It was something that was impeding 
of the grace and mercy to be released upon my life. And after that, after before I received the check, I felt a peace that I never felt before. And when I got home, I saw the check, I deposited the check. This money, this morning the money was clear in my account, and we called and we paid the electric bill. So thank God, one problems less. After we watched the video and the Holy Spirit revealed to us, we understand what was doing wrong. And like Lean and Leader and all the crew saying, Lord, he is merciful, compassionate, and faithful. And he will show us what needs to be fixed, what needs to be done in order to bless us. His will for us to bless us. Amen. I am so blessed through this ministry. Thank you, Allie. That is a wonderful, wonderful testimony. And, and that is how the Academy and the, and the website works, the, my articles. It's the Holy Spirit who moves through there. The words are just the beginning. He'll prompt your spirit. He'll tell you to go read something else. And it's the word of God. And it's the Holy Spirit who brings that peace to you. And, and it's he that is the teacher, the true teacher of the Academy and of uh, the blog and everything that we have here. And thank you for that awesome testimony. I knew you were under pressure. I knew that you were um, having a hard time. And, and, but God's grace and mercy is sufficient. He had brought up a great point is that the first thing that can impede grace and mercy is, is not confessing that what is against you is right. You have to come into agreement with the accuser. You have to say, God, I know that whatever I'm suffering, I deserve that there are righteous, you are a righteous judge. And these are right judgments against me that given the enemy access. But now, I ask for the blood to cover those sins and I ask the blood to cover all my words and I ask the I ask for grace and mercy. That yeah, so I was I always read Job, but I said, Lord, speak to me, and I started to read Job 15 to 37. You see that Job is in a court. He is discussing his case. And one of them that said, like, oh, the breath of the Almighty blow on me and hear me you are older but i will tell you the truth and he told him all the truth you were saying how good you are but when you say those things you are saying that god the, the, the god almighty he is an injustice and you need to repent of you saying that the lord is not just and also of your pride, because you said, I was the hand of the orphan. I brought happiness to the widow. Like you didn't say that you were a tool that the Lord used to do the goodness. So he was fulfilled with pride. Yes. And that he needs to repent in order to the Lord brought here his prayers and bring, he store everything back to him. And for, was for the first time the the book, of Job, the book of Job is awesome to read. You have to remember two things, though. Um, in the book of Job, there is a good portion where people are speaking wrongly of God. They're saying things to yep. Job that are wrong. And, and because of that, Job has to intercede for them in the courts. Job's, Job's got to go on their behalf because they're not eligible anymore because they were speaking wrongly of God. 
so you have to take a look at Job and, and there's one guy who spoke rightly. One, the youngest of them all gave the best advice. And you're right, it was all about pride. Job was all full of himself. Look what I've done. Haven't I been righteous before you? Haven't I done this? It was self-righteousness. It was depending on, on himself instead of on God. And in the end, God came and showed him <laughs> how little he was compared to God Almighty. And he was able to repent, confess, and get restored. And that's the best part is that God will restore us. The moment that we say, you know what? I have been wrong. Not you, me. <laughs> I've been wrong. And just show me where it is. I will learn your ways. I will turn from my sin. So thank you for that wonderful testimony. Let's move on. Lydia, do you have anyone else today that have questions? That was a wonderful testimony. I hope it answered a lot of questions. Yeah, we do. Um, somebody had their hand up. Kathleen. Yes. Go ahead, Kathleen. Okay. Um, uh, I have a question about the throne, the throne of grace and mercy. Um, I placed all my family members, my siblings, uh, before the throne of grace and mercy, according to Lynn's prayer, uh, you know, in the mornings. But I have one sister in particular that I'm anxious about. So uh, I don't know whether I'm in a position to place her again individually before the throne of grace and mercy. That, um, that is a great question, Kathleen. The Lord has been super firm with us. It will irritate him and he will be very angry if you try and place someone before the throne of grace and mercy more than once. What you're, okay. what you're, what you're doing when you, when you do that is you're saying, first time didn't take, your grace wasn't enough, so I'm going to do it again. That is disrespecting everything that the Lord has done. We have to have complete faith and say, Lord, I know you've done it all. I know they're residing before the throne of grace and mercy. And remember what Sandra said about her kids is, are also true about your family. Sometimes it might get better before it gets worse, or I mean, it might get worse before it gets better. Yes. Yeah, well, this sister, it seems to be getting worse with her because if it's one, one anxiety after the other, you know, if it's not her individually and her health and her habits, it's her children. You know, so I feel, you know, as a Christian and that, that you know, I should be doing something for her. So I'm at a loss about how to handle her because ah. on top of it all, she has a problem with alcohol. She won't admit it, that it's serious, but yet, and, and I didn't know how serious it was until another sister who's walking with the Lord said to me, you know, Kathleen, I think, Francis has a pro real problem with the drink. And I says, but how can you tell? Can you be 100% sure? She says, yes, not 100%, but I know when I go to visit her that she has alcohol taken. Now, I invited her and some cousins to my home yesterday to have a meal. And oh, she came in. Like Kathleen, stop, stop, stop. We'll yeah. stop, stop right there. Because what we're doing now, what this process is that you're doing, is you're stirring up the enemy against her by confessing, by talking about, and giving voice to all the negative stuff, all the bad sins in her life. You're giving the enemy extra fuel in the courts of heaven to go in there and, and um, push her even harder in those directions. So we cannot, um, we shouldn't, that this is why we have to be very careful about what we declare about others. 
And, and unless you're in prayer and the Holy Spirit's telling you um, to, to say something, you know, to the kin of a father, I, I just ask that you show, reveal to my sister the damage that drinking can do, you know, and, and the dangers of being drunk and, and not in the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's how we should pray. And we need to leave the talking about it out because that, that may be why your sister's being hindered. It's because the words of you and your other sister, your Christian sister against her, are being used in the courts of heaven. It's not against her. It's more a concern for her. Okay. You know, what can we do? So so then what you do is you you pray and you confess and you say, Father, I thank you that my sister, um, that that you are revealing to her any issues with alcohol and that you're showing her the dangers thereof. I thank you for for being in my sister's life and helping her with any issues in this area. But you don't confess and say, my sister has issues with this. My sister has problems with this because then the enemy takes those words, goes to the words and uses them against yeah. her. Yeah. yeah so I, Kathleen I, did says. Realize, I did realize that before, but okay. I thought, you know, as a one-to-one conversation with you on the, on the post here, that maybe you had something else, some advice for me but when i can speak about you when you speak yeah. about your sister you say she is is struggling um but working on overcoming problems yes. with alcohol you see okay. how you can say she's struggling with it but she's overcoming it she she's i, I know the lord will revealing this to right. her. and is there anything yeah. else i can do concerning this okay yes because our yes. words are stout against them. That's why the Bible says that by every idle word, we will be judged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, I must tell my sister. I have said that to my sister before, when she would come to me and she would tell me, you know, and I would say to her, well, Patricia, I've placed her before the throne of grace and mercy, and um, I don't want to be using words against her. And so you say, I believe that the Lord, that this is nothing the Lord can't handle. When your sister brings something like that to you, you can rebuke her simply by saying, sister, I, I believe this is nothing the Lord can't handle, that she is in the Lord's hands and he will take care of this. You see how that canceled out her negative confection by saying, but the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. That's yes. our job. We're to be full of grace and mercy for our brothers and sisters. And when somebody speaks negatively against them, we say, oh, but that's nothing the Lord can't handle. Thank you, Jesus, for moving into their life and handling this issue. Because right then, now we cancel those words before they can be used in courts. Yes. Well, that's great advice. And I'm glad I brought it up because I was wondering, I wonder should I bring this subject up? But I'm glad now you've confirmed it with me, my own thoughts in the past. So that's what I'm going to do. Awesome. And just keep interceding for her. Yeah, well, keep interceding by just in the mornings, confess. I thank you that she's before the throne of grace and mercy. I think yeah. God that any veils or scales are removed. Um, you know, forgive her father for any sin that she has done against you, for she knows you not. She doesn't know your ways. See, so then mm-hmm. you're confessing on her behalf and ask and confessing that God is moving in. Yeah, yeah. That's great, Lynn. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you all for coming.
Um, I hope the Holy Spirit brings the wisdom into your heart and into fertile ground so that this grows and you become firm in the knowledge and the ways of God. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you.